This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Had to watch it, folks. That coffee voice was about to return. I was doing a discussion earlier in the week, and in the midst of it, did that coffee, you know, and it clutches right up. Anyway, can't have that one. I'm about to tell you. Reach out to the program. You can do it easy. one 509 4545 Leave us a message. Mention it's for Kelly and Company, if you don't mind. Give us permission to use your message on air. Otherwise, we certainly won't do that to you. That's one 509 Feedback at AMI.ca if you want to send a message to Marketing and Communications asking your questions about Accessible Media Inc., AMI Tele, AMI TV, or AMI Audio. Feel free to do that. Feedback at AMI.ca. And, of course, on Twitter, you can find us. The handle, easy, at AMI Audio. That's at AMI Audio. Yours truly, at AMI Kelly Mac. Always love to hear from you, at AMI Kelly Mac. Jeff Ryman now on Fridays. He joins us when he's here. Um, We get into discussing lifestyle headlines. From fashion to travel, pets and more, we cover it all on the Lifestyle Report with me, Jeff Ryman. So, sir, a few things. You mentioned to me you had like three items. (laughs) Let's see what we get through. (laughs) Always ambitious. I love it. Uh, Where are we starting? Yeah, we're going to start with some lawn care. And we'll see how far we can get into this because uh, I, I do have uh, some personal experience, uh, you know, growing lawns, especially last year. I, I literally dug up my entire backyard. Um, we, we, when we first did you moved, intend to? Or yeah. did you kind of start maintenance and then saying, you know what? No. Let's go from here. So what happened was when we first moved into our new house, our backyard was like 50% grass and then... It was like 50% wood chips because I guess the previous owners had little kids. They had a little jungle gym back there. Um, and I they, they took the jungle gym. So there was just half wood chips and half grass. <laughs> so it kind of looked weird. <laughs> uh, and, and that's like the first thing that I really wanted to tackle because we moved in in the fall. And you can actually uh, reseed in the fall. It's usually the best time, actually. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, the spring is good, but the fall is actually the optimal time. Um, usually around September, October, I moved in November. So it was I remember little, you little bagging late. all that oh, up and, and just wondering what they're going to say when they come. To, what is all, what's he doing? Yeah. So we ended up packing up all these wood chips into about 30 to 40 green bags. So when, uh, you know, the truck came around to load in the green bins and those green bags and all that stuff, they were probably there like for like. 10, 15 minutes just hauling these bags full of wood chips into uh, the the, the uh, dump truck. But, yeah, so, I mean, I, I literally dug up half of my backyard. I reseeded, and then I maintained it, and it actually ended up turning out pretty good until I got a dog who started digging his way through the lawn. Uh, that's another problem for another day. But, nonetheless, it was, uh, you know, easier, easier said than done, but it wasn't uh, crazy hard. Uh, I think the maintenance is probably the hardest if you want to have good grass. Um, But obviously we're pretty much at the tail end of summer, although it has been fairly dry this year. Uh, I think that that goes for, I think pretty much globally. I mean, we're seeing all across the world uh, some major droughts in China. You're seeing stuff in Italy and in Europe. 
Uh, obviously, here in North America, we've, we've been pretty bone dry for most of the summer. Uh, so here are some tips that I was able to gather off of the Canadian press who came out with a great article on uh, how to keep your lawn in tip-top shape. So one of the first things that you want to look for is what type of grass you have in what area you live in. If you live in a cooler area, you might want to go with a, a, a cooler style grass that, you know, thrives in more of a cooler environment. Um, you can also get grass seed that is better for if it's drier. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a couple of different seeds out there that you can get. So know your lawn, know what type of seed you want to get. If, if you're not sure, uh, I'm sure you can just head down to your local hardware store or, you know, Canadian Tire or something like that and just ask. And, and I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll give you uh, a pretty direct answer in which seed to get. So first of all, know your lawn, know where you live um, and, and, and go from there. Number two on this list is something that I'm good at. Not mowing your lawn too much. Now, it does look really nice when you have sort of that um, putting green. Right. Like, you know, really low to the ground, really thick grass. It does look really nice, I will say that. But in the middle of the summer, Kelly, when it's super hot and super dry, it just gets torched. Like, it turns from green to, like, blonde, (laughs) like, essentially. In like a matter of a couple of days, if it's that hot and that dry, um, unless you're going to be watering your lawn every morning for half an hour, 45 minutes. And and as Sue's our gardener said, like yeah. this has become with taking care of lawns, what a waste of the resource of water. Yeah. No, it's 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 definitely a fair point, and I do I, I will say that you know walking around my neighborhood, there are a lot of people who have those rainwater catchers. Um, that catches the rainwater if they want to. I don't know if you'd necessarily use that for your grass. I'm assuming yeah, it's more so, so for yeah. plants, though. Yeah, and and you know your garden, but I I think because of grass, obviously, it suck yeah. it right up. Oh, but yeah. your garden loves it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so don't mow too much. And actually, um, my front lawn it's been pretty torched this summer. It's starting to look a little bit better now because we have gotten a decent amount of rainfall in the last couple of days, but. It doesn't really grow that fast if there isn't a whole lot of rain. So I've only mowed my lawn maybe once, my front lawn that is, once in the month of August. Um, I'll usually let it grow because the longer it is, the the less likely it is to burn. Um, So in my backyard, I've done the same thing. I have to go mow the lawn after the show today because it's gotten too long. But I I will say that it does help. And I, I learned that from my dad as well. Uh, my dad had a, a lawn care business when uh, he was growing up um, and well into his adulthood. And he was always telling me when I when I got to take on the duties of mowing the lawn at my parents' place, he would say, hey, Jeff, give it an extra couple of days or, or look at the forecast. If it's going to be pretty dry for the next couple of days, maybe think twice about cutting that grass because the second you cut it, that sun is just going to burn it yeah. up. Yeah, and, and you've already cut, you've you've injured it, as as we know that's basically what we're doing when cutting it, so you're even exposing it more. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just be mindful of mowing the grass. Like, like I said, it does look nice if it's nice and freshly cut or if it looks like that putting green, right. but yep. it will burn really quickly. So just keep in mind, uh, 
you know, mowing is good, but it's, it can also have its, its negatives as well. Um, second on this list is something that we talked about uh, just now is water thoughtfully. So less frequent, deeper watering that reaches the roots is preferred to a daily surface sprinkle. Now you see, you probably go out and you see your neighbors watering their grass every day, every day. But meanwhile, it actually is better to get a deep water. So if you're going to go out there, maybe you set your sprinkler or maybe you stand out there and you enjoy just uh, enjoying a nice uh, summer evening and you're watering your grass, Uh, you know, make sure it gets really deep. Like you want your, you want your grass to be pretty wet. Um, So just be careful about watering and you don't necessarily want to water every day. And again, if it is hot, if it is sunny, don't water your grass in the middle of the day. Right. It's kind of like our skin. It's redundant. It's really silly. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it will just burn. It, it's honestly like our skin. Um, you know, if you're out in a pool at 1 p.m., 2 p.m. in the afternoon on a hot and sunny day, like you are more likely to get burnt then than you are at 8 in the morning, 8 at night. So it's the same thing for your grass. So if you're going outside and watering your grass at one in the afternoon, sure, you're watering it, but it's and it also... it might be even convenient for you, and that's sometimes what we unfortunately do, yeah. our schedule. Yep. Uh, you know, if if that's what you have to do, I guess you can go for it if it works for you. Um, but just keep in mind that watering during the middle of the day uh, has a more likely chance of burning your grass than actually helping it grow. Uh, so, again... Water your grass thoughtfully. Um, Also, don't kill it with kindness. (laughs) Uh, When the lawn is struggling, your instinct may be to give it a natural boost, but fertilizing during dry, hot spells, again, can do more harm than good. Uh, Fertilizer applications do stimulate growth that requires more energy than uh, stressed grass can afford. Instead, Allow clippings to remain on the lawn. If you don't have a mulching mower, remove the bag and mow over the expelled clippings to chop them up. Uh, As they decompose, the clippings will return a natural and free, free is good, uh, form of (laughs) nitrogen to the soil. So that is something that I do. Um, You know, you see a lot of people with their lawn mowers, they have the bag attached. Like, sure, that's good. Um, But for me... I just leave the grass, like the dead grass on top. And it, it I find it, it does help as a natural fertilizer. Yeah, I've heard that. And especially, like, and I don't know how long you can hang on to that. So if you did ride along with the, the, the mower, collect it. But, but as you get to now and get yeah. into the fall, I'm not sure how good it is to spread that stuff on, on, on there at that time, as you say, going into the winter for, for it to make next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And actually, that sort of leads right in, looking ahead. Um, if heat and drought lead to bare spots, now we've all been there. There's always that one section of your lawn that is just completely bare or torched. Um, you can reseed the lawn when the weather cools. Um, obviously the, the best times are the spring, like the early spring or the late summer. I'd say early fall, like pretty much after Labor Day in most places of Canada would be good. Um, water deeply once, then lightly every day until new grass grows to about three inches tall. 
Um, don't let the seeds dry out even once, or you may have to start over. Um, also, a really interesting note that I found surfing the internet last year when I was, I, I did a bunch of research on how to redo my backyard uh, when I was reseeding it. But a lot of people, their, their first instinct is just to take as much seed as, as they can and throw it all down. But really what that does is almost counterintuitive. You, you want to spread the seeds out nicely. Otherwise, if there's too many seeds in one spot, those seeds will actually fight against each other basically for position in, in the grass or, or in that soil. So um, just be mindful of when you're throwing down seed. If you have a spreader, Usually there's a certain setting that the bag, the, the grass seed will allude to, uh, to to make the setting change on your spreader. But if you're using your hands, you know, uh, be generous, but don't don't overdo it because you can overseed a grass and that is not very good. It, it will, like I said, it, your grass just won't grow. Um, and then next year, start watering deeply early in the season to establish a deep and robust root system. Uh, more able to withstand severe weather, and even better, consider planting short-growing native grasses. Uh, this is a, something that I think that uh, Susan touched on mm-hmm. the other week when That's she was it. talking about the uh, your, your lawn care. So um, uh, plant those native species in your 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 lawn or in your your in the soil, um, and then obviously that will help your grass grow and, and hopefully you know usually when you seed in the fall obviously you're seeding that for the future so uh, again the best time to seed is is in the fall and make sure you water it deeply before and then make sure you continue to water until you know you, you can't really anymore until the snow comes <laughs> and then that covers up all the soil so hopefully that helps i mean it, it worked for it's me it's really really interesting because so many people want to get into it need to do it uh, i think that's really great jeff and a lot of great pieces there uh, we have time to slip in a little more what else you got yeah so I, I can actually um pull up this really interesting article and this has to do with travel and now we only have about a minute here kelly but um basically the the gist of this is is you can pay um a flat fee of 105 dollars per year and travel all around the world just on that fee. How you do it is apparently there's this website um, that you do, that you go to, and you basically um, trade off with other people. It's like, you want to stay at my house? I'll stay at your house um, for a a flat fee. You can do this as many times as you want. Uh, It's not like Airbnb, but it kind of is like that. But People sign up to this website, you put you put in your fee, and you get to travel to wherever these locations are in the world. I'm assuming you have to pay for your airfare, um, but you have a one-time fee of just over 100 bucks per person, and you can travel basically anywhere you want. You just stay at other people's houses. As long as you're cool with people staying at your own house, <laughs> uh, I guess that's sort of the catch. But uh, you can, for sure, travel around the world and stay at other people's places. And I don't know if that's something for me, but... Kind of caught my attention, uh, knowing that this is actually out there. Wow, <laughs> yeah, like I again, it's something expensive, you, right? Well, and, and yeah, and but again, that whole idea of it to me, you got to be you know really comfortable. But if you're going to be going out and you want to take advantage, because you know, well, I'm a good house guest. I'd take care yeah. of whoever's play. You, you got to kind of look at it the same way, man. It's it's just the way you do it. Yeah. 
Uh, really great, Jeff. Thanks a lot. Jeff will be back with us for Cut for Time in a little while, folks. So uh, stick around for that at the end of the program. And he'll be back, uh, no, not next week. You're away. Uh, Margaret will be pinch hitting for him with health headlines. We've got our app update next, straight ahead on Kelly and Company. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.